Hey guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we're talking about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram. You know the deal. You get a good book, we're gonna chatty chat, chat about it. Let's try to shake it up. We're gonna talk about it. You know what we say in the beginning of these these podcasts. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. And today, on today's very special episode of Book Talk Made Me, we're gonna talk about a book from the Dark Olympus series by Katie Robert. If you've been a longtime listener, you know we've been covering this series as we go on, and we're talking about her latest book. She usually drops, I feel like, what, like at least one a year, if not two a year. Oh, she does like two or three. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're coming at us pretty quick. I want to say definitely three a year, maybe even four. Who knows? It could be quarterly. She drops yeah. a lot. I, yeah. I feel like we're always reading one of these bad boys. It's a nice little smutty palate cleanser. It is. I found that sometimes lately the plot is like overtaking the smut. And I'm like, no, no, no. Course correct. We need to go back to more smut. But it is a nice little smutty interlude. It's just good quality smut in my opinion. She does it well. There is – there's details. Hilda's like, oh, God, no. I just um, – I disagree. We're just – Katie well, and no I – as we much. just we don't we don't vibe. Hmm. There's just something that just I think there's something in her storytelling that throws me off and gives me like the ick. Mm. So I can't enjoy the smut. Gotcha. Oh, you just gotta fast forward. Just keep going until yeah. you see like so pussy, penis, and then you just come back and then come back in. <laughs> Look, the search feature on Kindle is great. I actually should have done that to get myself through this book. So full disclosure, yeah. full disclosure, we're coming at you with one third of us having actually completed this book. And if you're, sh- no one should be shocked by this. It wasn't Hilda. Hilda was supposed to not be completed. <laughs> Hilda didn't get to it, didn't finish it. I had an, a strong run, I felt, to be able to catch up. I was a bit behind with some life things, trying to make it through on a birthday week, field trip weeks. We got field day weeks. It was Couple couple days here. So Bridget is actually the only one who made it to completion of this book. Yep. Oh. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. See what you did there. It was so, a happy ending, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you say. So you say. I wanted to finish it. I wanted to. I went from like six percent to thirty-five percent overnight. I'm like, yeah, I have will finish this. I did I did not did not, but I I'm interested to see. I was I liked what I read. <laughs> Caitlin's now like, I think I'm going to go back and use that search feature on Kindle. And I think I am and just catch up on the important things that I need to catch up on. I got you on the plot. You can go back and enjoy this one. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I think I'm going to do. So Midnight Ruin is, oh gosh, book six? I think so. Oh, I have no clue. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. It's book six in the Midnight um, – I'm sorry, in the Dark Olympus series. We've covered all of the ones before this previously, so you can go back through the archives. I think we started in 2022, 2021? 23? I, what, what year is it? This pod? What year is, is this? What is time? I don't know who what year it is. But full disclosure, if you do go back, your girl Bridget, a.k.a. me, um, apparently skipped over Greek mythology in high school, so I have no fucking clue how to pronounce any of these names. And you will – I feel like you guys say it has made one of the highlights of the last year of the Theseus de Seuss debacle. So some might find it funny and endearing. Others might say, go back to college. (laughs) 
<laughs> to be fair, no one has said go back to college. Not yet. They yeah. probably thought it. <laughs> I mean, yes, we are going full Greeks name, full Greek names. And let me just tell you real quick, I texted you guys last night that I've started watching Percy Jackson on Disney Plus with the girls. And I didn't read the books, but I knew that they were good. I think I was just like aged out of them. I was a little older when they came out. And the series, so great. Love it. It's great. The kids and I love it. But all of the characters that we're reading in these Star Columbus smutty scenes are – they're all there. I mean, obviously, they're like the PG version of themselves. But we've got all of them. A pan. Remember like the business owner pan from the last book we read? Yeah. He's mentioned in there. We've got Aries. We've got Alfred. Like all of these people. And I'm just like, ah, I know a different version of you. You're like, I know your kinky self. I do. I know your kinky uh, alter ego. Like, I have seen the future and did it space. Right. So my, <laughs> so my brain was like, oh, I've met this person, but I do know that they're into this on the other side. So uh, that was fun for my brain to relate those things. You're um, probably watching it like, you have a kink. You have a kink. You have a kink. You all I'm have like, a kink. You did this person in a threesome two books ago. <laughs> Obviously not sharing that with the kiddos. I'm just Definitely like, look. Not. Intrusive thoughts stay in your head. <laughs> Hephaestus made an appearance. He was just in the last episode. I'm like, I know you. He died. He did die. Well, well his title, the person playing his role died. Yeah. But Hephaestus' and title lives on. Also got some bad information. What... We went to his story. He was abandoned by Hera. I'm like, oh, Hephaestus. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I should watch these instead of going back to college. <laughs> Maybe give it a try. It's actually very good. The kids, like Liam sits through and watches it with us. So maybe, maybe the boys will. I think we started it. But you know, it's background noise for me. Yeah, of course. I'm like, I watch some TV so I can do things. Of course, of course. Speaking of doing things, let's get into it. Let's get into this book. I'm eager to hear what happens after I made it to the point that I made it to. And Hilda's probably like, oh, God, <laughs> not this book again. I read the notes. And she has one very poignant point to share with us. I do. We'll so let me get into the overdramatic, dramatic book synopsis, <clears throat> if you please. Eurydice Demetrio has always been the innocent sister, but she's finally ready to step out of the long shadow cast by her powerful family and the ex who shattered her heart. Perhaps rough hands on soft skin are exactly what she needs to forget her heartbreak for once and all. Kairon Eriti has been Hades' right-hand man for years. He's given everything to the lower city, but now he's ready to take something for himself. He's only too happy to give Eurydice a special kind of education. But is her heart really free enough to be claimed? Orpheus Makos will do whatever it takes to make things right. Once the golden boy of the upper city, he's now a shadow of his former self. He'll do anything to get Eurydice back, even if it means she's not coming into his arms alone. Three hearts, three futures, countless ways to get it wrong. But with enemies slipping through Olympus's faltering barrier to lay siege to the lower city, a trio of broken hearts will be the least of these three would-be lovers' worries. Dot, dot, dot. I feel like I don't have to go through the deep dive because that's basically the book. The end. Done. <laughs> It's all there was. What's some not? Wonderful. Is it time for thoughts and feelings? Let's get into thoughts and feelings. Um, Hilda, I'd love to start with you if we could. Okay. Here we go. 
just picture it. How many times has your ex caught you and your undefined relationship person having sex? Um, and he's been turned on by you and your undefined relationship partner? That's never happened to me. But I guess I'd rather have that type of scenario than a double murder homicide. So. I was just about to break out into song. This is split dreams. <laughs> <made up. laughs> no, that hasn't happened to you? It hasn't been like, oh, baby, baby. It's, <laughs> it's never happened to me. So, yeah, I mean, while I, while I appreciate all of the representation in this book that she puts in, I feel like they're very, they're all very fluid. I just think that entire, like, like, island is very fluid. All of but them. like, but like almost like too fluid. I don't know. Too fluid. I don't know what's too I guess fluid. you can't you can't be too fluid. I don't know. It's just I said if that's since, fluid, I'm going swimming in the water cuz sign me up. <laughs> ever since ever since you pointed this out, Bridget, and it still stuck with me when oh, she her character when she describes the skin yeah. color thing. Yeah. It always sticks out like a sore thumb to me. It does. Too. And it drives me nuts. Cuz for the, I think the first time, maybe actually she did in the last book too, she actually called one person that they were like South Asian, but then turned around and called someone else like brown, or maybe she said white, I don't know. But I'm just like, where are you no, drawing the line like, here? How are you doing descriptors? Are these people also have ethnicities like our normal world? Or do they also have races well. like normal world? Because before this, she was just doing normal like physical descriptions, physical descriptors. Yeah, not normal, but like she was like skin tone colors. Yeah. Not race and ethnicity so right we got someone described i believe it was orpheus just like his dad is from sweden his mom is south korean I'm like yeah do those because apollo exist where we are what what is happening apollo's yeah because orpheus is apollo's brother brother yeah brother yeah oh you yeah, guys brother. even did they describe that in the last book for apollo yeah yeah they did. oh they did i just went over my head yeah the yeah. one that really struck with me was the way they described cassandra yeah, she's, like she's a, a white woman with red hair. Well, in this book, they're like, she's a plus size white woman with red hair. And I was like, do I like, I didn't recall any of those <laughs> features from the last one. I it just, I don't know. I think it's weird. There's a more elegant way we could describe someone. Like everyone, to your point, Hilda, I feel like everyone is very fluid. Everyone's got boyfriends, girlfriends, and everyone is plus size, which I appreciate. Again, the no, I don't think everyone was plus size. I think that girl that won Eris's position. Oh, Helen. yeah, Helen. I thought she was supposed to be like skinny, like oh, a twig, like maybe a pinky, petite. I don't. I just again, I appreciate the representation, but just something just doesn't. I'm not vibing. I'm not vibing, and it pulls me out of the story, and I just like can't appreciate it. Mm. Tisha's on, I guess. I love it. I My brain appreciates the very clear description. The On the other hand, it is a bit jarring. I'm like, we couldn't, there couldn't have been like a little bit more of an elegant way to say this. But there's that. I loved, I don't know if anyone is, any listeners have seen Hades Town, the Broadway musical, but that story is very closely tied to the story with Eurydice and Orpheus. And it's a very, very, very good play. I was crying, tears at the end of seeing the show. And I loved in the beginning of this, she 
said that she wrote this book listening to that soundtrack. And I was like, hey, Hades Town, lovers unite. You're like, I know this. Not I do know this. I'm like, this is a fun little, fun little call out. The other, when we were talking about Ix, Hilda, there was just something. Okay, so this is a little bit of the plot. But Charon is Eurydice's bodyguard, for the lack of a better term to describe him, sort of like friend slash bodyguard slash babysitter. Slash undefined relationship. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But uh, they go from this somewhat business relationship to bang, bang, thank you, ma'am, which no problems there. But he immediately starts calling her baby within like 30 seconds of them initially doing it. And I was just like, I'm getting full body icks, like full body ick every time. And he kept calling her baby. I'm like, there's just something wrong with me reading this. It's not doing it for me. The pet name, See, that one wasn't working for me. It Again, I feel you with that nickname. Like, baby for me throws me out. But here's the caveat for me. Baby girl, hard pass. Fuck no. Out. Yeah. Baby in the dynamic of a subdom relationship could pass for me. Which the first time you said it, I was like, oh. And then you find out, like, he's more of the dom in the relationship. And then I was like, okay, I can vibe with this. I think I can vibe with it in the the smutty, sexy talk of it all. But if we're like, pass me the pancakes, baby, I'm like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> giving me the vibes. The ick vibes. Now that you said it, I don't even think, um, what's his name? Orpheus? Orpheus? Orpheus. Orpheus? Wow. No, it's Orpheus. Orpheus. Oh, laughing said, at Orpheus? <laughs> you said Orpheus. <laughs> or trying to say Orpheus. Yes. There's a joke about um, threesomes to be made there. There's definitely. <laughs> I think that's what my head keeps going to that too. Um, Orpheus doesn't have a nickname for her. Oh. He just calls her. I mean, I guess Eurydice is kind of a hard nickname. You can't you can't base it off. A nickname can't be based off that original name. You know, you'd have to go something else like baby. Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's just saying that. I was like, just. What is Hades calls? What's her face? Something specific. And I completely forgot until this book. Sunshine, kept right? Calling. No, he calls her like little fixin' or something. Oh, I forgot. It's in the book. I oh, I didn't get I that far. <laughs> yeah. You'll see it if you okay. skim, I guess. Okay. Who knows? Okay. All right. Uh, my Bridget, thoughts. Let's get to your thoughts. Not my favorite book out of the entire series. However, top three. Whoa. Because as you know, the two books at the beginning, Electric Idol and what was the first one? Neon, Neon Gods. Gods. Neon Gods and Electric Idols were my favorite. Add this one on there because it wasn't so plot heavy and it was still good spice. Oh, yay. So I felt like this was a little bit like reverse, reverse back into those type of times that we were having before. However, the ending was kind of stale because I felt like it was almost similar to the same trio ending that we had when we read about the... I don't even know the name of the book right now. It's not on the top of my head, but the one where they do the competition for the Helen, Helen book, the Helen Achilles. The, yes. Was it Wicked Games or something? Wicked Beauty. There we there. go. So, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That good old trio. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a little stale in the ending for that. But we did have the Dom Sub King here. And the fact that he said to walk him like a dog had me tying and then he walked up like a dog giddy good times 
I, I got to say, I read the first spicy scene of that and I was like, hmm, hmm. I'm reading something I like. You're here. like, I didn't know I liked this. Didn't know it. I mean, I'm not sure I'm inviting that into the bedroom, but I didn't mind reading about it. I feel like at some point, I don't know if it's now or later, I don't know if Hilda is ready for this part of our friendship yet, but you guys need to take the kink quiz that was floating around TikTok like last year. Mm-hmm. So we can really. You know, flesh. Send it to out. me. I'll take it out. I'll take it. Send it to Where me. I'll this? take it too. Where is it right now? I will say some of the questions were very like, oh, because it does cover all of the kinks and some of the kinks are like very, very taboo. I'm, I wouldn't even say that's a kink. I'm just saying some of the thing questions that they were asking were very taboo. Do they go into like bodily fluids that are not produced during sex? Maybe. <laughs> Looking it up. Maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a very eye-opening experience. There's a short-form version. Oh, I found it already. Form. Yeah, if you just Google it, it's also been like on some like major news article or something. Yeah, I, I don't know what this it. website is. Very uh, eye-opening experience. Really? Like yes. good or like, oh. Please don't tell us. <laughs> I kind of want to know, but we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. This is, a, this is an after dark. <laughs> this is a Patreon account. <laughs> yeah, that's going to cost you. Um, I will say very eye-opening. Now we see where we're compatible and where we're not. Interesting. Yes. Caitlin sent it to me. <laughs> I bought it right now. We interrupt this podcast for a very important break. <laughs> Well, enjoy. Have fun. Go learn something about yourself. Hold on. Is this it? TikTok? Wait. Let's test the kink out of you. I'm like, is this a... Is that right? Is this like a Cosmo quiz? No, it's from like a BDSM website. Oh, okay. Anyhow, um, previously on Dark Olympus. So catching you back up to speed on everything that has been going on in the past six to seven books. Six books. Six books. Old Hades was a dick and a wife killer. Persephone flees to the lower city to avoid marrying him, and she falls in love with Hades. Psyche, her sister. Psyche, her sister, fake marries Eros to avoid the same fate and falls in love with him. He's also a notorious assassinator. Assassin? Oh, my God. Assassin. He's a notorious assassin. Olympus is in grave danger. The barrier between their island and the rest of the world is failing, which leaves them unprotected. So we have Minos and his family who enter the city to participate in the trials to become the next Ares. But they fail in the competition, but still stay in the city. And so the book after the competition, they host a party. It was kind of like a clue slash whodunit. And they attempt to assassinate members of the 13 to activate the assassination clash, which states that if one of the members is assassinated, the person who did the killing becomes the new leader in that role. So they were able to succeed and killed one of the 13 for what was that position that Theseus took over? Hephaestus. They took Hephaestus's position. So Theseus, who is Minos's foster son Theseus, aka theseus theseus yes <laughs> she's like god you're saying it all right now what's wrong with you theseus and theseus are the same or they're not no they're the same so the citizens are um finding out the clause and they start attacking all of the 13 members and the 13 as we know because i forgot to tell you earlier they are the ones that rule olympus um 
And so everyone's trying to activate the assassination clause. It's getting really sloppy. They're taking out people left and right, even people who aren't even holding positions, just family members and so on. They kill one of Trident's cousin or they something. Killed like that? Oh, yeah, they killed Trident. Oh, Trident. Who? Yes. It was Poseidon's cousin. Poseidon's cousin. Yeah. So they kill Trident, who's Poseidon's cousin, because he has access to like the barriers and he can ferry people to and fro. Because yes. of the bloodline relationship to Poseidon. Thank you. Who doesn't so, have any heirs. And so he yeah. has daughters who oh. he keeps protected. Yeah. He has three Triton kids. has daughters. Poseidon doesn't have any. No, Poseidon has daughters. No. Yes, correct. You're Someone correct. has daughters. Someone has yes. daughters. Because I thought it was like, oh, like Ariel. Of course Triton has daughters. Yes, he I think you're correct. Protected. I'm glad you had this callback. King Triton um, must be in a was it a fairly grand mood. <laughs> Okay, Sebastian. <laughs> um, Apollo is unable to figure out what's going on, how to solve all the problems, and it really bugs him. And then we have Hermes, who is sneaky as fuck and playing both sides. So that's what's been happening in the past couple of books. Any questions? Did I miss anything? No, I love, a love of love that she does these recaps. Like I think we talk about it every time we do this episode, but I think like the last time on Muse Watch – these oh, I think it's so clever. I think it's so great. I wish, you know, we always talk about how we last – on the last episode, we need this recap that more books should do that. And so I will never stop praising her for doing that. Yeah. It was a good one. I was like – I almost forgot majority of everything and then it just like jogged all my memory when I was reading through. And it's not even like detailed. It's just like highlights like – Right. Of the book. We'll see what happens next. Okay. So – now we are entering uh, the plot point section of this. Of course, we never even talked about spoilers, but spoilers. If you didn't read this book, you're about <laughs> yeah. to find out about it. So spoilers. spoiler alert. So Eurydice's secret mission is to befriend Ariadne, who is the daughter of Minos. Ariadne. Who- Ariadne, really? That one I get because it's from, from Crescent City, the dragon. It's also Ariadne. Crescent City. Yeah, Ariadne. I'm going to call her Ariadne in that book, too. <laughs> okay. Ariadne. Not nay. Try to put it next to the next time you read it. So you're Ariadne. Did I spell it wrong? No, it's Ariadne. No, it's spelled right. I was just going to phonetically put it there for you. Nee. Nee, not nay. Nay. Nee. Nee, not nay. Nay. Watch me still fuck up your Eurydice. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> okay. Reverse, reverse. So Eurydice's secret mission is to befriend Ariadne. <laughs> And get and tell about Minos, who's her father, who his benefactor is, and more information about the why the barrier is falling. So she arranges to meet with her at the club, which we know is the sex club in Club Down Under. Um, actually, in the lower city, not Club Down Under. I think that's <laughs> I did like Down Under. Under club I did college. like that, though. Club Down Under. I was thinking of Thunder from Down Under, but I'm like, yeah. That is also I think that was a place in Tallahassee yeah. on campus. <laughs> While she's there, Ariadne, Ariadne bails. And so she decides while she's in the club unchaperoned, because usually she has a chaperone and there's a rule that she has in place with her brother-in-law and her sister and her chaperone, Karen, Karen, um, that she's only allowed to watch, not participate. So since she's there without him, she's like, I'll take a lover. It's been a while. It's been nearly a year since my heart has been broken. I think what I need to get over this is a good old fashioned fuck. Um, 
So she finds herself a suitor and she starts making her way over. They're starting to do some things like slow touches, kisses, caresses, and none other than Karen shows up. And he's like, uh-uh, shoo-shoo, be gone. Shoo-shoo, move along. Literally what he does. And she's like, you can't have any um, say. him. Yeah. She was like, you can't have a say in what I do. And he's like, but I do. And the other guy was like, yeah, he is the right hand of Hades. And I'm not going to fuck with that. So I'm out. But you know what bugs me right now with this book is like, we go from like her saying she finds him attractive and that he has never let her on or said anything. And then him just showing up and be like, I love you. And you're like, drop the I love you so quick. I'm sorry. Are you, are you trying to make sense of this? I just like, this is my only gripe with Katie Roberts when we're going from like book to book in the series is that you see some of the tension building in the previous books, but she doesn't let the tension build in her current book until she just jumps into the let's be in a relationship, let's do this, let's do that. And I think that's one of the things that bugs you the most, Hilda, and I don't think you realize it, is that you don't have that that relationship tension building to lead to the big wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're just like, hey, hi, I love you, let's go fuck. And yeah. You That's like, a good she's point. She's got to be wined and dined. Yeah. I need some tension. I need some tension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we like a good tension, but... I need some foreplay. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's been hinted in the previous books that they were going to be in a relationship because they were always together, but we didn't get that, like, nice, long, slow-burning tension that they apparently have been feeling for each other for the past year. So, little backstory on her is that her ex-boyfriend set her up with the old Hades and put her in grave danger and she was heartbroken over it. And that's how she ended up in the lower city because she was fleeing for her life. So he set her up. The old Zeus set her up. The old Zeus and her ex-boyfriend set her up. Yes. And so she's been heartbroken and like building her confidence and doing her thing in the past year. And Karen has been there kind of helping her along, being a friend without any benefits or anything like that, and also her chaperone and her protector. And she finds him madly attractive. And honestly, I do too. So I get it. I get it. So anyhow, they're you at the no club. baby ick. I just pretend some things don't happen. Okay, that's Shoot valid. Shoot out of my head. Um, so they're at the club, and he's like, no, if you're going to do this, like you're going to do it with me. And she's like, well, I really like you. I'm still heartbroken and it's not fair for you and blah, 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 blah. So they basically confess their feelings for each other, but they don't do anything because she's still hung up on her ex-boyfriend and needs closure. So Karen decides the next day that he's going to head over to the upper city and say, Hey, you ex-boyfriend, you need to like do something about this because she's ready to move on and she needs closure. And then he heads out. He comes back into the lower city, finds Eurydice doing something she's not supposed to be doing, which is hanging out in the lower city without someone watching her and she's trying to meet up with Ariadne again Ariadne again and so when he finds her they do that whole song and dance and he pushes her up against the ledge and that leads to them fucking it out in the car and it was spicy spicy right but Mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend Orpheus shows up and he goes through the barrier and suffers all the pain whatever but he thinks he's doing something good because he's going to go apologize to her so noble and he's like, this pain is nothing compared to the pain of my broken heart. And oh my I God, love her. tortured artist bullshit. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate little bratty, whiny bitches. But he does that and he gets over the bridge and he made it. And he's feeling proud about himself because he's like, now I just have to wait 
till the city wakes up so I can ask people where she lives and then I'm going to go apologize. But then he hears moaning and not just any moaning, moaning he's heard a lot before in the past. And he knows by the cadence of her breathing that it is her. So he sneaks up on them and he finds them fucking in the car and he cannot look away. He's like, oh damn, she is being stretched and dick deep, basically. <laughs> it's a very accurate very accurate description to exactly what was happening. This is why I love Katie Roberts' books. <laughs> the retelling is so much fun. So he's staring. Like it was just like, and he's just like sitting there staring at them. C- can you imagine? <laughs> like, no wonder she screamed. So <laughs> he's like staring, drooling basically over the fact that she's being dick deep with a very big dick. And then I don't even know how many rounds they go through of like fucking in the car. And then <laughs> you heard his knee. Hilda's <laughs> like, I'm not entertained by them. Um, <laughs> I was entertained by this part. I'm just waiting for you to get there. I can't even say it right now. So Eurydice looks up and she makes eye contact with her ex-boyfriend staring at her getting off in the car with this undisclosed lover of hers. And then so they have a confrontation. He hops out of the car. Karen is like all up on him. Like, who are you? And then they realize who he is. And Orpheus is just like, your dick is still hard. Yeah. And it's touching me. (laughs) And you have a nice ass. That part made me laugh so hard because he's naked for so long of this. (laughs) They're both naked. She just puts on a shirt. She's like rocking it like. Yeah. Get you hanging out, like and he's, he's like driving him back. Uh, Karen's just driving him back to the city, and he's like, "You're still, he's still naked." And like, he's like, no "I'm not, not gonna look. I'm, I'm looking, and it's still hard." Of course, I'm gonna look. So they go back to his townhouse, and they're like, "We're gonna have to talk this out." He apologizes. He's about to leave. This is ex boyfriend, and then Eurydice's like, "Please wait. Hold on. Like, stay the night. Let's talk this out in the morning." Karen gets called away by Hades and there was vandalism happening at the greenhouse, which is what we know from the previous book, a place that Hades and Persephone hold very dear to their heart. It's like a place that they go. The entire city basically knows like that is their place. It is a sacred place that they go to kind of unwind and be by themselves and stuff like that. So the person who was attacking them was like, that was the first attack against Hades. And most of the drama that's been happening has been in the upper city. So they're like devastated that this is happening and now they're on a manhunt to find out who is doing this. They know it's tied to Minos and whoever his benefactor is. So when he returns the next morning, um, Orpheus and Eurydice are having a chat in the kitchen. Now, the night before, before he left the house to go on his mission per before he was called away by Hades, he tells Eurydice, like, you need to figure it out with your ex-boyfriend. You and me are endgame. And if this means that, like, he's a part of the equation, that's cool. Like, but you need to figure out, like, do whatever you have to to forgive him or not forgive him. Walk him, if a dog, walk him like a dog if you have to. And that's the part she latches on to. So the next day, before Karen gets home, they're having the conversation in the kitchen. And she mentions it like, oh, you know, he thinks that I should walk you like a dog as like a punishment. And homeboy gets down on his knees and he's like, walk me like a fucking dog. And I was like, squealing. <laughs> Karen walks in and he sees this entire situation. He goes up and he collars him with his hands. And I was like, 
Hello. <laughs> We're just like, oh, hold on. Again, go take the king quiz. You'll find out a lot about yourself, which things that I already knew because I took the quiz. But um, <laughs> so they make him, well, not them. Eurydice is the dominatrix in this situation. And she commands um, Orpheus to scrub the bathroom, or not the bathroom, the kitchen floors, and while the rest of them have breakfast. And so after that's done, he is like, what are you going to do with him next? And Eurydice is like, I don't know. Something happens. I don't know who starts it. But basically, she's like, I want him to taste me from you or something like that. So they end up having sex on the couch, and she's riding his face, and Orpheus is giving him a blowjob. So... He tasted her from him, and so they fucked, and that was that. That was a good. That was a good scene to read. It was. Hilda, did you get that far? No, I got as far as pancakes in the kitchen. Oh, you were oh. so close. You were so so close. so close. You were. It's worth the extra like three minutes to read this. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, where are we? So she walked him like a dog, and then they fucked it out. So Karen goes to work. You were to see an Orpheus go to lunch with Persephone in the upper city to check on their friend. I think they're checking on Pan. I can't remember for sure, but it was someone who was attacked in the previous books. And while Eurydice was there, she sneaks away with Orpheus to meet up with Ariadne again at the university gardens. And so she's immediately saying, I'm meeting with you. I need a request I need to put in a request. I need somewhere to stay that's safe and hidden and it's going to be away from my father. And also I need an abortion. So oh. she is pregnant and we kind of know who the father is, but we don't know because it's not really confirmed. We think it's the Minotaur, which okay. is Minos's foster son, the other one. And so Eurydice calls Hades because that's the only person she can call at this point. And she vaguely tells him what's going on. And he's like, this isn't you, Right. And she goes, no, my friend is actually a friend, but you need to give me your word before I can like tell you who it is. So he arranges the entire thing. And before she left for lunch, she specifically told Karen that she was going to lunch with her sister. She was going to keep her protection detail on her. Like nothing bad was going to happen. So she lied to him knowing that she was going to do this. So Hades arranges everything for them to be picked up and taken back to the lower city for the abortion to be had and stuff like that. And because Karen is his right-hand man, he calls Karen. So Karen goes to pick them up and he's fucking pissed. He's like, I will deal with you later in the bedroom. Hint, hint, wig, wing. That's what I got from that. But it was more like, I'm going to deal with you later. And Orpheus is also in trouble because he went along with it. And so they go, they handle the situation. She gets the abortion. She goes and stays with um, these people who work for Hades. And then they go back to their house. Hades is like, I'm going to let you handle this on your own because I am pissed that I had to make a promise about something that I did not know all the details about. And so when they go back to the house, he demands that she's going to be punished. And the way she's punished is that Orpheus has to paint on her body. So we know he's a starving artist and he hasn't been able to paint for this past year. Sorry, I did not mention that before, but he is a painter. He, when they broke up, he lost his muse and he couldn't paint because he was all like, like it her goes and, and Like he was giving whiny painty boy. Yeah, he's definitely a brat for sure. And he needs to be tamed. So she is laying on the bed and he's like, you're going to paint her. And so they pull out all the body paint and stuff like that. And she's going through that. And she is, this is torture for her because she is mad horny after being caressed and touched with the cold paint. 
and then they end up fucking again. Very good scene. Orpheus and all three of them. Oh, okay. So it's it's the same thing but reverse. So Orpheus was getting head from Karen, and then he was also handling Eurydice. So like the same but reverse. Okay, okay. So he take it, he giveth, he give it, he taketh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we're going through the phases here to get to the final. Yes, yes, finale. yes. <laughs> it took me a minute to like to picture that. I'm like, how? Okay, go. We're yes, we're there. Yes. So where are we? So she's been punished. Everyone is, you know, amends have been made. Everybody's satisfied. Every happy ending for everyone. Everybody fucking comes. Good for them. <laughs> They go to sleep, they wake up, the next morning they're being summoned by Hades. So they go to Hades in his office. Um, Hera is there along with Persephone and Eurydice has to explain what the fuck happened yesterday. How is she in contact with Ariadne and why she was doing this? So she gives a half-assed version and she leaves up the fact that she's been tasked with this mission by Eris. I think it's Eris, to be honest. Or it could be the old Aphrodite, I'm not sure. I think Ares um, is the old Aphrodite. Right? That's what I thought. Right. But then I was thinking, Mary's like, maybe it's not Iris, it's Aris, like the security girl. Mm. Hilda's like, Ares. that's not accurate. Aries, there we go. Aris is different from Aries. Mm-hmm. To me, in my head, they're the same person. That's the problem. <laughs> so she leaves out that information, but she is given the opportunity, I guess, from Hades to finally have purpose in this world. And he's like, you can officially work for me or you can go back home to your mom because you have disrespected me and I cannot continue living like this in my house as an honored guest if you're not going to be listening to me. So take the job, become a citizen of the lower city or go home to your mom. And she's like, this is it. This is finally, I have purpose. I have a place in my life that I can make good, whatever, whatever. She takes the job. She goes to me. Ariadne and she tries to get the intel that she's been waiting on. So we find out finally who the benefactor is. The benefactor is Circe. And if you've heard that name before, I think it has been brought up in one of the previous books as one of the old Hades. No, one of the old Zeus's wives who died. So really? Yes. So turns out she's actually alive and we find out that they went on vacation and she drowned, but no body was found. So they think something happened and she ran away and she went immediately to the neighboring city where Minos is from, went to their elders and said, Hey, let me lead your people. I'm going to take down Olympus and serve it to you on a platter. And here's proof. And she brought a piece of the barrier with her. So when Eurydice is finding out who Cersei is, she doesn't know this because nobody really knows her name because everybody knows them as their position title. So she knows her as Hera. Mm -hmm. So when she tells um, Hades, Hades has to call a meeting with the 13 to give them this information. And he summons Charon to be in this meeting with them. And so we find out all that additional information in that meeting about who she is in relation to the 13. And so obviously the current Zeus and his sister have a reaction. And then Hermes is there in the fucking meeting for the first time in like almost a year. And she's like, finally, you guys figured it out. I was about to send you like a fucking pigeon message carrier or something with the like answers because you guys were taking so long. And then she's like, have fun. Bye. And she pieces out of the meeting. Because was it like, also her uh, 
Hermes also working with the benefactor. Like, you yep. know how she set up for that like mysterious house party last time? Yep. So Hermes has known this entire time. She's pulling strings on both sides. We just don't know why. Right. So she pieces out and everyone is just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so they talk a little bit longer, whatever, whatever. Charon leaves or Karen leaves and he goes back to his house and he meets up with Eurydice and Orpheus. 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 And so while he's been in that meeting, they were having alone time and talking it out and trying to decide if they can, you know, work through their issues. And so they gift Orpheus the spare broom and turned it into a studio for him. So he's in there with Eurydice painting her, which is something that he hasn't done in forever. So it's like his coming to peace, coming to life moment basically is like, He's painting again and he's with the love of his life again. And he has Karen again. So Karen comes home and he has a moment with them. And it's like, this is really bad. Like things are about to hit the fan. We're about to go to war. And then he leads them into the bedroom and then they both fuck her. So they make a Eurydice sandwich. Oh, interesting. Yes. Like I said, the grand finale. Mm-hmm. So the next day after everyone's, you know, good and happy, um, they go on about their way. Eurydice goes to work. She goes to meet Ariadne. Her sister joins her and Ariadne. her sister. Ariadne. Sorry. <laughs> she goes to meet you Ariadne. spelled it out for you. I know, but I didn't Ariadne. read it. I'm just going off of my head. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Ariadne. Eurydice goes to meet Ariadne and Persephone's like, hey, I'm coming with you. I want to talk to her as well. So Persephone shows up there and she's like, hey, I know my husband gave you like sanctuary in this lower city but that's not rolling with me and he's not you know up with the politics like i am but you need to get your ass out of here and i will set you up with a new life all you have to do is agree so she says i will find you someone to marry in the countryside that's a good suitor and you can live there undetected away from all of this drama and she has no other choice but to say yes Eurydice's pissed. She's like, fuck this. Like, what are what the hell is going on? But she can't say anything because now she's working for Hades, which means that she's working for her sister. So they go outside of the apartment to have a little chat about what's going on and how to move forward when they are attacked. Let me pause right there. I'm going to reverse back really quick two seconds ago. The day before, after Eurydice takes the position of working for Hades, Mm -hmm. when she goes to go talk to Ariadne, they find out, Hades and Karen find out that their sex club has been attacked. And so while she's dealing with getting the information, they are dealing with the fact that the club has been vandalized. And that was the second attack against Hades. So they are dealing with that. Then Ariadne comes back and gives Hades the information about Cersei and they have a meeting and then they have sex. And then now we're back up to where we are. So while Persephone, um, Orpheus, and Eurydice are outside talking and her guard about how to move forward with Ariadne, there's an attack. They come up blazing with guns, like drive by old school, like open up the white van door and pew, pew, pew. Orpheus saves our girl Eurydice, like throws her on the bo- the ground, covers her with her bot his body, and which is a very bold move for this little starving artist act that he has going on here. Like he really manned up, and everybody was super impressed with him. Persephone's fine. She's also pregnant with twins, by the way. Yeah, I was waiting for you to mention that. So her babies are fine. Her guard was injured, but it's supposed to be like a shallow wound. So they all 
um, they call, of course, Hades and Sharon, and they're like, or Karen, and they're like, hey, we were just attacked. These are the people, this is the direction they're heading, and they're able to capture them on the camera, and they see that they're heading towards the docks, towards the sea, or actually towards the river, not the sea. They were heading towards the river to where the warehouses are. So now they're tracking them and they're planning an ambush because they want to take down these people who have been attacking the lower city and they need answers. So they're planning to capture two of them. So that's what Hades and Karen are doing. Meanwhile, the rest of the group that were at the apartment moved to the house and they're now in a secure location and they're on lockdown. So they go to the warehouses, Karen and Hades and his little team of 10 people, like going in their SWAT style, like they break down the door, they enter the warehouse, they search the perimeter, they only find one man. And they're like, this doesn't make sense. They were like, at least supposed to be five to 10 people in here who are the enemy. Where are they? And then they realize it's a trap and the doors have been locked. And then as they're breaking open the doors to get out, the warehouse explodes and they go flying out of the doors and they're being attacked left and right. And so his men, Hades has like a tank apparently that he's been working on since all this shit's been going down with Zeus. And so he had a tank and his army, they're not really an army, his, I guess, equivalent to SWAT team shows up like the extras. They show up and they come help Hades. Charon is like, Karen is down. He is like, like burned all over his back, like down, down. And then he gets like the whole, I'm supposed to be protecting Hades. How am I supposed to do this? So he gets up and he's being all macho man, trying to protect his, you know, boss and best mm-hmm. friend. And so they end up fleeing the area. I don't think anyone survived, to be honest, from the enemy side. And they go back to the house, which has an infirmary in it. And so Eurydice and Sharon are like, oh my God, what's going on? They get the word that he's been severely injured. They go to see him and he's passed out from all the pain and the sedatives that they gave him to cope. So Hades is like, fuck this. The 13 cannot get their shit together. I am closing down the barrier. And so he says, Eurydice, you got to go get Ariadne. Send her out of the lower city. Orpheus, 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 Orpheus. You are officially invited into the lower city. You get to choose if you want to stay or you go to be with your family or stay here with us, but you have to make that decision. So he decides that he's going to stay. They go to the bridge. They send Ariadne to Hera and she makes a deal with her to kind of save her life. We don't know what it is, but they go off on their merry way into the upper city. The barrier comes down like full on magic. So now we know that there actually is magic or maybe it's technology. I don't really know. Um, in place and they're like okay the lower city is locked down let's go back and see um, Karen when they go back to the infirmary in the house he is awake and they're basically have their like kumbaya moment where they're like okay yeah you know I'm staying here you're staying here you're staying here Eurydice loves me she loves you and I'm falling in love with you and he's like likewise and then they have their work together and that's how the book ends oh interesting it was interesting now i have a list of places of things i need to go back and read specifically i will say just search (laughs) c-o-c-k boom we'll find out of all the things you've said you can't say cock i was just telling you specifically what to type in oh in case i forget how to spell it of course right (laughs) yeah i don't want you to put the rooster emoji it's not going to show up (laughs) and that was that and so it's not confirmed to see now i'm hung up i'm like who's 
Ariadne's baby daddy. Probably the so Minotaur. We think it's a Minotaur. We don't know for she never fully said like it's the Minotaur, but it was, was like that, was that like a consensual thing? That's oh yeah, she did mention that it was nothing uh, forced and that it was okay. consensual, but like I don't know for sure. Okay, okay, okay. I'm like I didn't get that vibe well, from did. them. Nobody was getting that vibe. That's why Eurydice was like, "It was is this a, like?" And she's like, "Oh God, no." But she also didn't tell him, so I don't really know who the baby daddy is. Okay, and this, this situation mm-hmm. has been taken care of. Yes. There's no so child. A- um, the next book though is with the two of them. So, oh, we will get I don't know if it's answers. two of them and someone else. I just didn't read the the preview. So we will get some answers. I feel like this one seemed a bit better in the plot. Like we got equal amounts plot spice, plot spice. It reminded me of the first two books, and that's why it's up there with top three. Okay, gonna- will I be buying a physical copy? Probably not. Okay. Do I have a physical copy of Electric Idol? I sure should do. So. It's a good one. That was a good one. Well, there you have it, folks. There you have Midnight Ruin, the latest book from Katie Robert. Um, Hilda, how are you feeling now that you you made it through without having to actually make it through? I mean, it it was everything I expected. Oh god, nothing I, w- I wanted. <laughs> I would love to know the Spotify people. What is what is our what are our fan? Not even the spot of people. People flood our DMs. You're always in there chatting about other things. Did you guys read this? Are you on on Hilda's side on this, or are you on Caitlin and Bridget's side on this? I just want to know: Are people in our community, like our book talk main main podcast community, still reading the series? Like, yeah, I want to know too. Should we be continuing this? Like, I for sure should will be because I want to know how Hera and Zeus are in the bed. <sighs> That is what I'm waiting for. I need to know who Hermes ends up with because I'm like, we're running out of characters here. Like, it's got to be someone I'm good. Really, I'm really hoping that a Zeus and Hera book is good, but. Oh, that one better be by your works. But my definition of good. <laughs> I think you're going to get your attention there, Hilda. I don't know. I don't know. Is that the I, next one? I hope. No, it's the very no. last one. She's no, it's not. The who? last one I thought was Hermes. Hermes is the no, last one. I think one. the second to last one is Hermes. I thought the I last one was flip flopped. Let me Because it's like Hermes and Redacted. Hermes and Redacted. So like we don't know who it is. We still don't know Hermes' partner. It could be anyone, though. I would be annoyed if it's like Pan. Like a tertiary character. And I'm like, Ugh. Dionysus. I mean, I hope it's a name wild. We, we can't pronounce. Like Minos. Dionysus. <laughs> Minos? That would be wild. Ew. I know. In my head, Minos is, has like a. He wears a shirt open. He has a hairy chest, thick gold chain, and like a belly that hangs over. Why are over. you describing a puppy chulo? <laughs> that is exactly what I think of when I think of Minos. <laughs> the, the wheezy laugh that I just wheezed on mute. I'm actually kind of glad it was on mute. A puppy chulo. You t- can take the girl out of Miami, but you can't take the Miami out of girl. <laughs> so the next book we said is Dark Restraint. That one is Ariadne and the Minotaur, which looks like that comes out in August. So we will have two book drops this month. Sorry, this year. I'm just going to say that name sounds like there's going to be a lot of bondage BDSM stuff in there. Yeah, the... 
You okay? I mean, do you on. want me to read the description? No. Can we wrap it up? <laughs> yeah. Can we get to the shout outs and move yes, on with our lives? Get to the let's get to the shout outs and put Hilda out of her misery. Okay. So, as always, we get your feedback and your thoughts and feelings to questions through our Spotify questions of the week. And we have lots of conversations with everyone in our DMs as well. So, we'll try to put your thoughts and feelings um, in there as well. But for right now, let's get into um, some reactions to some earlier episodes we had. These are all spoilers for Crescent City 3. So if you haven't read that book or haven't finished it yet, like just end this one here. That way you don't like have to. Like how'd you find us? <laughs> Did you come to us because of Katie Robert? <laughs> I feel like know. Neon Gods was like trending in our top episodes for a while there before it we was. did Crescent City. It really was. It was up there. I don't know if everyone continued with it, but it was up there. Um, so spoilers for House of Flame and Shadow. Um, the following folks answered the question for, do you want to share any final thoughts on Hofas? This was our Crescent City 3 recap episode. Steph said, thank you guys for reading our comments. It makes me so excited hearing mine. I love this podcast so much. It's been getting me through some really tough times. Thank you. Steph. Thank you. I'm I'm happy we can be your source of joy during some dark days, but we love you so much and we hope things get better. Yes. Yeah. I hope your dark days are lighter soon. Yes. Um, if you just want you someone can, to talk to, we're also in the DMs. Yeah, you anytime. can slide into our DMs. Yes. Our DMs are always open for you, Steph, if you just need a place. Uh, Jay said, I think this book in series in general was too much happening and too much info dumping. Kind of worked in CC1, but I feel like the series should have been longer, like Throne of Glass, or characters needed to be cut. Mm. You're not wrong. Like You're whiny not. werewolves? Yeah. You know, now or that wolf I'm... shifters, I guess, not werewolves. Not avoiding how fast spoilers. There's, there's people with lots of thoughts and feelings on this, and they pretty mm-hmm. much mirror ours. There were some tough takes. I think I sent you guys on a TikTok I saw. And I was like, all I of saw. these. The work. comments were hilarious. They were hilariously hilarious. accurate. I feel like this series has turned into like a that trending sound on TikTok right now. And I was like, all this work, where did it get me? Yes. Well, literally that. You know, someone, I saw someone do a thing for that too. And this part made me so mad. Um, it was that sound. And it was the part where um, at the end of Crescent City 2, uh, Rune slips the calm crystal into Bryce's back pocket. Bryce's pocket, and we thought this would be a way for them to communicate. Nothing. Oh my! I forgot. Nothing about came that. of that. Forgot about the crystal. I thought I'm like this is going to be her way home. This is her breadcrumbs. Now, I mean, it does mean that now. I guess because Reese took all her possessions, that the calm crystal is still there. So I guess they could still chat to each other. But like, I wanted that wrapped up in this series. It's. It was too many years between books, I think. Yeah. But I just was like, that's true. All that work and what did it get me? Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Paige and Claudia answered the same question. Do you want to share any final thoughts on Hofas? Paige answered, I have all five bonus chapters and read them. Love the chapters with Ember and Randall, Rune and Lydia, Bryce as and Nesta. Ooh, Paige, you got all, you got all the goods, girl? See, I'm at the point where I'm kind of just annoyed when there's bonus chapters and e-readers don't have it, so I just don't read it anymore because I'm like, if you wanted me to know, you should have put it in the book. We've gotten a couple comments 
um, in our DMs about people asking if we've read the bonus chapters. Um, I know I only read one, but I've been told that the Rune and Lydia one is really good. Oh, I have to look at that Is it one. good, like, it's great plot, or is it good, like, it's great spice? Because if it's great spice, girl, sign me uh, up. So I'm not – I don't – I can't answer that question because I haven't read it. Hmm. Um, but it is – she's – I can't remember who I was talking to, but they basically said that it was laying the groundwork for, like, future series. And I was like, well, that's not fair. That no. that's, that's my problem with the bonus so, chapters. Like bonus chapters should just be that bonus. Right. Yeah, it should be something fun and or yeah. spicy or something. It shouldn't have crucial information that's going to set you up for the next chapter. Like a like a funny scene that something yeah. happened. Like a blooper or outtake. A blooper. Yeah. A blooper. That's what should be in the bonus chapters. That's what makes me mad. Ugh. I I'm with you on that. Claudia answered, "Good riddance." Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I love Claudia. <laughs> Claudia, we're best up. friends now. Cracks me up. This the next question was um our friend Kayla answered the question. Are you happy with how how fast ended? Would you have changed anything? This is from our reactions part two. And she said, overall, I think yes, even though the time span in this book was way too quick. I wish the final battle was drawn out more and was a bit more challenging. I also wish this was the last Crescent City book. Hmm. It feels like it should have been. It feels yeah, like it should have been. For a second, who, I was like, is it not? Who cares about Therian and Ethan? No one. Not Wait, us. I, I did. I did. That's my problem. Before they turned into little whiny little bitches. When I saw someone say that, like, you know how they do those, like, TikTok or Instagram things where, like, choose your partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had Therian and Ethan as, like, one character because they share a brain cell. That was the <laughs> response. Like, you don't yeah. have to choose between them because they literally share a brain cell, one brain cell between the two of them. They're like the orange cats of the Crescent City world. Mm-hmm. I feel like justice for orange cats. I mean, what, what's, what's wrong with them? What, what did Garfield ever do to you? And the, you guys have never heard that. The running joke amongst orange cats because they're so special is that all orange cats share one brain cell. I did not know that. <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> poor orange cats oh yes but yes they are the same person and I had high hopes Therion kind of had that like Han Solo swagger when he like met it's the group and a- now he's gone it's not that they're the same person they're just sharing one fucking brain cell together they're, they're both dumb as shit they're both stupid <laughs> oh, so Kayla up. we agree with you absolutely agree with you and it was only a week that time span was one week which is still bonkers to me I'm not over that Jay also answered the question, are you happy with how Hofast ended? Would you have changed anything? They answered, nope. And I think the fact that no one died was ridiculous. And don't even get me started on Bryce going into space or whatever that was. <laughs> space Bryce. Someone please, who could, who could ever draw, please draw that for me. I, I want to see it so badly. I mean, it's truly wild when you think about it. She's in space. There's weird. no air. Uh, a mechanical suit is flying after you piloted by the spirit like it's just wild as you're saying these things out loud piloted by the spirit of your mate's ex-lover with your your mate in there you know what i was like was i sick 
when I read this or was it all really just a fever dream? You know, I feel like in Harry Potter and like, I don't remember which book it was, but when he's talking to Albus Dumbledore in that like dreamish state. In Deathly Hallows. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of like. When they, when they go back to platform nine and three quarters. Yeah, the white. King's Cross. Yeah. The mind fuck that I was having when I was reading that as a child is kind of like the same thing I was having when I was reading this. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this so weird? Why is she in space? Why is this another dimension? Like, why? why? Personally, I love asking why? myself as I read this, why is this happening? Is this another That's, why not series? No, it's not. It's like, it can't, can't not. be a why not. It's starting to feel no. like it is. She's too clever. I know. Are, I think we overhyped her. I, I think we overhyped this book because we waited for it for too long. I don't know. And we let our imaginations it, get away with us. You so give us the two gold-level gold series. You give us Throne of Glass. You give us Akatar. Those are two top-tier series. So we expect this one to at least be silver, if not gold. Like We know what you can produce. We know there's great stuff there. This one didn't even qualify for the Olympics. No. No. This no. one didn't qualify. And what makes me – man is that it was a fat book it was thick it took us a long time to get through this dead we were really high through that too i wasted pages hours times like i could have been reading something else so much more taking all these kink quizzes with all my spare right. time from reading that book yeah um all right guys i think that is it from us tonight what are we reading next, you're asking? I'm so glad you asked. I'll tell you. We are diving into a series that has been all over TikTok for a while. I feel like a while now. Um, it's a little bit of a departure from our normal romanticy. But if it's popular in book talk, we got to get into it. And we are covering Manicold, the fanfic. The Germione. Germione. Yep, fanfic, which is I'm like I'm course. struggling with the words to tell the plot, which is becoming a series. Yeah, like, okay, yes. an actual book. Right. So it originally started as fanfic, which is manacled, which you can get on I think the platform is called Ao3. Uh, it is of course Hermione, which means just Draco and Hermione from Harry Potter, their love story, which is not actually real in the series, but everybody hence has fanfic. Them, hence the fanfic. Now the author was picked up. For this to become a published novel. So she has to remove it from the site and re-edit it. Um, so it's no longer fanfic. I don't know how that happens. Not privy to the information. Haven't looked it up yet. So we went and we rushed and we downloaded it immediately. Which we recommend you do as well. If you do not want to wait for it to be republished and re-released out into the world. But we will be covering it because we've heard so many good things about it. Well, I keep seeing those videos on TikTok where they're like, me before reading Manicold. And then it's like them absolutely devastated crying. Like, this is me after reading Manicold. And I just have to know, is that how we will truly be? Oh, probably. Hilda looks confused. I don't want to cry. No, like your gut, your gut is going to fall out your like heart is going to be wrenched like i feel like i need a good heart wrenching it's been a while i suppose so the thing is it's funny because it's fanfic like people always assume fanfic is just like some dirty version of like just recreating like some spicy scenes between characters that we're not supposed to be together 
But apparently this one was heartbreaking. Oh, fan be- fanfic can be really good. Okay. So that is what we're reading next. We will emotionally prepare ourselves. I would love, love, love to hear from you guys in the DMs. Have you read this? Is it on your TBR? Got to know where you're at with this. Have you even heard about it? Yeah. Um, have you even heard about it? And if we just downloaded it, I just got it, I think, like two or three days ago. So it should still be up, but like, who knows? It could be gone in this this hour. So if you haven't gotten I say it. move fast. Move fast, yes. And you can get it on your Kindle. I was able to import it into my Kindle. So good luck out there, readers. And good night from us tonight. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.